One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman in Candy, where for the last couple of days there has been some glorious weather and no doubt it'll run into Saturday for the fourth ODI between Sri Lanka and England. But will Liam Plunkett get to play on his honeymoon? I don't stress like I'm going to play. I just try and think what's my focus today at practice and then the outcome sort of takes care of itself. The world number one side, 2-0 up with two to play. Favourites for the World Cup next year and Neil Manthorpe thinks this could be the start of something truly special. This is an England squad for me which will not just be once in a generation. This isn't. People won't look back in years and decades time and say, gosh, that 2019 team was incredible. So more from Neil, more from Plunkett, and we revisit the battle we all wanted to hear on match day three. Jarrah Kimber, Nasser Hussain and Neil Manthorpe debating whether arrogance is a good thing or not. Darren Goff, arrogant or a lot of confidence? A lot arrogant. Of confidence. <laughs> and don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, I'm pleased to say that in the very relaxing and, um, well, colonial is often a word used in this part of the world, and, and it is accurate here because where Neil Manthorpe and Jarrah Kimber and uh, Gareth Batty are staying, uh, with the team split here in Candy, uh, we decided a little bit of luxury was in order for manners and uh, and the like after roughing it a little bit in Dambulla. Um, and so we, here we are in the garden. Uh, apart from Snake Watch, which I thought we were adding to yesterday, it turned out to be a monitor lizard that had just swallowed a duck. Um, this is the place to be, in Candy at least, and uh, no doubt we'll be returning here when the test matches come back to this part of the world. Manners uh, looking well, ready for a run. Um, you, are you the fittest man in sports journalism, by the way? No, absolutely not. I just try to remain <laughs> in some kind of uh, fit state. This is a beautiful spot, and I'd like to say thank you to you and to TalkSpot, the uh, TalkSpot, the, the Aravata Spa and Resort. It's neither a spa nor a resort. It's a boutique hotel is what it actually is, but it's um, it's absolutely beautiful, so uh, thank you. And we didn't rough it in Dambulla at all, by the way. I thought it was lovely. 
Uh, I suppose after Tim Abraham vacated uh, cricket journalism, you know, there was a position needed as uh, as as cricket journalist, uh, most uh, well-exercised individual. You're certainly up there now. Uh, Manners, let's talk a little bit about England because yesterday's show and yesterday's following on, I spoke to Jared Kimber about his thoughts about this. Uh, what is turning out to look like a very a wonderful ODI side that England possess. Uh, you're of the opinion it goes a little bit beyond that. It's, uh, it might actually be at the, not the end of the journey for England's 50-over side, but actually maybe the start of it. Sort of something very, very special indeed. Yeah, I do. It's a question that I have. You know, in look at uh, A.B. de Villiers in South Africa, he's described as a once-in-a-generation player, once-in-a-lifetime player, and and it's probably true in his case, but it it, it troubles me that when people describe players in in this England team as being once in a lifetime or once in a generation because I don't think that's true because there's six or seven of them Um, and when you look at the the speed of the transition the transformation from the 2015 World Cup to this team just three and a half years later I think it's far more a question of the example that's being set and the confidence that's being given to players to play in a certain way and obviously Owen Morgan has been at the forefront of that but guys like uh, Joss Butler and Alex Hales and Jason Roy and you know they're copying each other I think and and pushing each other so much in the way that um, Bjorn Borg affected tennis in Sweden and Boris Becker tennis in Germany you know they set this example that more and more people a, wanted to play the game and wanted to emulate them and become like them and look at the way the game boomed in those two countries. And I honestly think that, you know, with T20 cricket enjoying the status that it does around the world, but particularly in England, I don't know about the 100 thing, but, you know, I think that NatWest Blast is doing, or the Blast is doing fantastically and crowds are higher than ever. And that's because of the quality of cricket. Every county has now got, a, a, you know, a superstar. They might not be in the England squad, but this is an England squad for me, which will not just be once in a generation. This isn't, people won't look back in years and decades time and say, gosh, that 2019 team was incredible. Because I think, there are so, there's so many cricketers in England and, well, the mushroom effect. I mean, if, if, if people continue to, there might not be Joss Butler or, or be quite as successful as him, but there'd be more and more players trying to play like them. And most importantly, and this is what has held England cricket back, I think, over the years, is that their coaches will encourage them, not only encourage them, but allow them, give them freedom. Say, go on then, try and hit it out of the ground. It's okay. If you get out, don't worry about it. Someone else will come in. Um, and that is that is a massive change of traditional mindset for England cricket, isn't it? Well, it is. And do you think that there will have to be another traditional mindset change when you consider we've just had a summer where England have played India uh, in a five-test series and also six limited over games, T20, 50 over. Now, when I'm watching England versus India in T20 or limited overs cricket, I'm seeing two teams with seven or eight world-class players, truly world-class players. When I'm watching test cricket between the same two teams, I'm not seeing seven or eight world-class players. I'm seeing two on each side. That uh, is the perennial question for cricket, isn't it? One format does it affect the other? Um, and whilst we're enjoying the rise of this ODI side and the manner in which they go about their business, is there a direct correlation between one format strengthening and it eroding from what many purists feel is um, the reason we all got into the game? 
My last answer was very long, so I'll try to keep this one down to two words. Joss Butler. I thought you were about to say, just enjoy it. <laughs> well, you see, I think test... I know that's three words, but... <laughs> OK. But for me, test cricket is so much more of a, a mind game. And it's about the application. It's about the self-discipline. I mean, if you can if you can smash the ball out of the park, if you can come straight from the IPL, where you score five consecutive 50s for the Mumbai Indians and, and be called out of the blue from left field into the test team and, and be the the leading run scorer um, and play as well as as Butler did then I hope that that will be an example much as he has been to the youngsters in white ball cricket that red ball cricket is about a change of mindset you can still whack it out the ground that's okay but you obviously need to 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 be able to move into self-denial mode because that's all it is I mean I think Jason Roy would be an amazing test cricketer but it's like going to the buffet and only having a bowl of salad and a bread roll and ignoring the prawns and and the carvery and you know and it's a, that's all it is and for long periods of time that's what you have to do in test cricket i think um until the time comes where the buffet is all yours because it does that's what happens isn't it you you've got to you work and you deny yourself and you deny yourself until somebody cracks and hopefully it's the other team that cracks and then you go mad at the buffet and play like IPL <laughs> and after going mad for the buffet you go for the run Manor, banners head off into candy go for the run uh, this is a man who runs a mile before going to the gym. That's dedication. That's a man who has uh, avoided the buffet, certainly since we got here. Uh, Manners, thanks for that. Um, Andrew McKenna uh, caught up with Liam Plunkett earlier today at the stadium in Candy. Um, recently returned to this English side after getting married at the weekend. What a way uh, to spend your honeymoon at work with the England team with your wife in tow. Maka, take it away. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today 
to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Liam, welcome along. First of all, congratulations. I know there was a lot of planning went into the wedding, so it must be nice to... Everything went off nicely for you. Yeah, it was an amazing day. I say the best day of your life. Wasn't Obviously, the build-up, you're not sure how it's going to run, but it went really well. Uh, apart from the day before, we had some entertainment that uh, had a car crash. It was all right, so that didn't turn up. And as long as he's well, we're happy with that. But that was only a little, slight little uh, murmur in the, in the whole wedding prep. But Amelia prepared everything really well and the deal went amazing were you able to sort of separate wedding and cricket because you still had to have half a mind on cricket yeah I mean I've done a lot of preparation leading up maybe a few days out you switched to the, the wedding mode but I, I flew back from the states to be in England and then I went for a, a ball straight away and I was I was doing my numbers I was trying to plan it so I'd have a few days off of the wedding and then get back on it so I'd done like six seven weeks of maybe 40 overs a week so I've been boring my spells uh so it's always in the back of my mind because at the end of the day, this is my bread and butter. Uh, that was a special time, but I need to get back to back, back to work now. Obviously, players come and go from tours, injury replacement, whatever. Yeah. Is it slightly easier in the way that you always knew when you were coming into this? You had a date in mind, although you were missing the start, you knew when you were going to be here. It's probably easier than someone gets a call two days before saying you're flying out. Uh, and it's obviously because I've been around the team and I feel sort of comfortable in a good way not that I don't want to get better and stuff is I know everyone, I know the system uh, that, that's always nice to have that in mind and I knew that a few few months down the uh, way back uh, I knew I had to prep and build up and I had a certain time and you're right, that day was nice to have in mind so I know I need to taper down or pull some more overs and when I when obviously landed I feel like I'm in that right place they always say you never want to give someone the opportunity of taking your place. Was that ever in the back of your mind? No, I mean, initially, the, when I was in Australia last year and we found out they'd flipped the, the test in the one day, you're like, oh, uh, this, it might be a bit of a problem and stuff. But I see it. then I fully focused on the summer and I was like, what will happen in the winter in October will happen. Uh, as I said, played the, the summer with England and, and Yorkshire and then it went to, oh, I was in America, then I was fully focused on the wedding. Uh, People do well, and I'm happy for them. I get them with everyone here, and when they perform, I'm, I'll, shake, I'll be one of the first people to shake their hands. Uh, but you just need to prove that you're better than them in, in a good way. You want to keep improving and show that you want to be here. You do have quite a lot of credit in the bank, though, with England. Did you go to the ECB and say, look, can I have a bit of an assurance here? You know, I'm missing a few games, but... I, I, can you give me an assurance of, that no, I will be back in the side? No, I never did that. I never, because I know that it's sport. If someone's come in, like football, if someone comes in and scores a hat trick, it might not get dropped. So Ollie's come in and done well. Tom came in and did well. And obviously, I know the Plymouth spinners over here is a turning wicket. All I can do is turn up. I'm not too, I don't stress myself about uh, people doing well. I don't stress if I'm going to play. I just try and think, what's my focus today at practice? Worry about my rhythm, worry about my run-up, and then the outcome sort of takes care of itself. Uh, if I get a chance, I'll show that I can do what I've been doing the last two or three years. And as I said, I'm not really stressed. What will happen will happen, mate. What about the series? You must have been watching it. What have you made of what the team have been doing? They've been great, especially over here, these conditions. It's been a lot of rain, so on and off start, but... See the way Morgs has led from the front and performed really well and the balls as a unit have been, have been good. So it's nice to, to watch that and come back and be a part of that. Uh, obviously, speaking to them a little bit and speaking to them today is what do you think about the conditions, what's the best way to go about it. Look at some of the video footage a bit more today if, if I get the nod tomorrow. But 
They've been doing well. We've been doing well for the last few years now. That's why we're ranked number one. So it's, it's good to be back a part of the squad. And that mentality around the group is a winning mentality and a positive mentality. It's always uplifts you when you get here. You've got basically 10 days, a week's worth of cricket potentially ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Did it just 100% all out and try and do what you can do, force your way back into the side? That would be me. Uh, I would have, the first day here, I would have bowled 20 overs, followed by another 20 overs, but... Uh, the, the staff are like take your time mate we don't need to rip a hamstring especially with all the cricket coming up so I just said if you never got a chance on this trip you got the next trip you got to build up so if I didn't play this trip it, it is what it is I'd be disappointed but also I know that they might have said we want him here as part of the squad he's a, a senior player we want him in our future and in the squad future let, let him be here be part of this and then uh, so I'm obviously grateful that they said that to me uh, they could have also said you're waiting there that's your priority then we're going to leave you and we'll see what happens in the next, obviously, two of the, the selection for that. So I appreciate that they've brought me out here. So you basically got the hardest working honeymoon in history then? <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Yeah, she's off gallivanting around looking at stuff. And I mean, as I said, I'm happy. As I was ready to get back into, into cricket. And so when you come here, it's uplifting and I'm looking forward to getting in the nets. Liam Plunkett speaking with Andrew McKenna there. I mean, of all the people to spend your honeymoon with, I wouldn't say Andrew McKenna would be top of my list. Um, where did you take your wife on honeymoon manners? It's been 28 years. We're still on it. We actually, we've been exploring potential venues. Uh, we haven't got married. It's been 28 years, but I haven't, I haven't popped the question yet because I'm, I'm fear that she might say no. You told a brilliant story a couple of days ago on the team coach about how you know back in the day. I mean, we can, we've all left family members back home, and we can communicate via Skype and FaceTime, mobile phone. And you were telling a story about how on your first tour to India. Um, you were holed up somewhere, I'm not sure where, Rajkot or somewhere, and you, you managed to get through after two and a half hours to uh, to your good lady back home and essentially said, well, I'll speak to you in three weeks' time, hopefully. Uh, and then when you came back, uh, she'd bought a house. It's true. Uh, people don't believe it, but... I mean, particularly because the dialing code to South Africa had been blocked by many countries. So even when there were landlines, I mean, this is pre-cell phone days. So even when there were landlines, you couldn't get, you couldn't find South Africa. You had to find somebody in London and ask them to relay a message and see if they could call you. It was, it was absolutely true. That's right. It was 1994. And, you know, and, and in fact, I said, hopefully speak to you in three weeks. I think that was when I was due to arrive back. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you faxing reports, that kind, that kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm that. You see, that's why I'm out of my depth in the modern era. Now you understand why I can't work an iPad. Well, Gareth Batty admitted, admitted until two days before he uh, boarded the, the the flight over here, he didn't own a computer and he didn't even have a, a tablet. So uh, anyway, yeah, not that bad. So, can you pronounce Samira, um, <laughs> Sadira? Samara Wikrama yet? Wikramaratna, actually. Sadira Wikramaratna. And I'm not going to fall over that one again. What's the most difficult name in world cricket? What's the one that's, that's caught you out the most times, you think, over your very long and illustrious career? Definitely Sadira Wikramaratna. And you know why? It's because for the last 25 years we've been commentating on Wikrama singers and Wikrama Ratnas but not Wikrama oh dear, dear me I mean actually there are some Indian names there's there's an umpire who uses every single letter of the alphabet um, several times in some cases I really struggle with that one uh, we just go with Hiku there um, but um, 
You know, I do it. Um, there's a great story about Tony Gregg, who could not pronounce Romish Kala with the Rana in the 1996 World Cup. And he, he fell over it and fell over it. And of course, he had a great affinity and love with Sri Lanka. And eventually, his producer said, Look, Tony, could you just think of it as a drink? Kalu with Arana. So, if you were a producer trying to tell yourself how to remember Sidira's full name, how would you go about that? Because he spoke at the press conference today, and I want you to link to that audio. Wikrama Ratna. Say it a little bit quicker. Wikrama Ratna. Wikrama Ratna. Wikrama Ratna. <laughs> Let's hear from the man himself. No, we can't win the series from here after. So we have to come back really strong, and we have to level the series at this moment. So we have to execute our basic plans. So I think I uh, mostly our batsmen have to uh, get the responsibility first and get a big score first. Or we are chasing, we have to chase the score. So I think mostly we have to come back strongly with the batting side. Fast bowlers are really clever because they got uh, really good slow balls and variation balls. So I think we had a great start at the middle, uh, uh, start me and myself and Niro uh, Jikwella. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't capitalise in the middle period. So I think uh, we have to look after the bowlers in next matches. Well, all joking about how to pronounce his name aside, Sri Lanka have got uh, a huge task awaiting them at Candy in the fourth ODI just to keep in this series, just to win a game. Uh, you won't find too many people in this country uh, tipping them to do even that. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge task. Uh, but from the spirit of competition, I suppose we hope that uh, they do put on a showing and uh, that the weather gods uh, stay, stay, stay kind because they've been very kind in the last couple of days. It would be just our luck, man, as if tomorrow... Um, they return with some vengeance, but we shall see. And that uh, just brings us to uh, the last clip I've been looking forward to playing the most. took place uh, during, uh, I don't think it was a rain delay, it was actually part of comms. Jarrah Kimber, Nasser Hussain and uh, Neil Manthorpe on the art of overconfidence forward slash arrogance. Nasser Hussain's just raised a, a captain's eyebrow at the fact that there's nobody guarding the leg side. And that was just a tiny, tiny little bit too straight. And it's tucked away by Johnny Burstow beautifully. I'm still thinking about the difference between being arrogant and uh, just having a lot of confidence. Darren Goff, arrogant or a lot of confidence? A lot arrogant. of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he is sitting behind us, isn't he? <laughs> so arrogance or overconfidence, Manners, where do you sit on the debate? Uh, Jared was of the opinion that uh, it wasn't an insult to be levelled as an arrogant uh, member of society on the sporting field. I'm sure he meant that. I can't possibly imagine anyone would ever accuse Jared Kimber of arrogance. I think, <laughs> I think if you ask the majority of people, they would say that arrogant is not a compliment, but um, confidence certainly is. There is a, a, a fine borderline. And even if I felt that somebody was arrogant, <laughs> I'm going to go with very confident on air. Brilliant stuff. Well, that solves it. I can't add any more to that. And that pretty much brings us to the end of today's following on. This has been the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside me today has been Neil Manthorpe. On tomorrow's show, we'll have a full review of the fourth ODI from Candy. Highlights, reaction and hopefully no weather delays. This has been Following On, and to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.